At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever or wherever you're listening to this or watching us. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. And joining me today for this nine-game slate uh, on what is his fifth Jordan flu game, I think, so far this season, is Captain America himself, Josh Harris. Josh, how are you doing today, bud? Doing better than I was on Wednesday, and I, I shout out to Jake for scheduling me off on Thursday and Friday because there would have been no way I'd been able to do it I mean I would have but it, it like the producer would have just like blacked me out <laughs> yeah if uh if you guys missed the show earlier this week Josh has been fighting off a little cold and he had a mountain of Kleenex in front of him <laughs> on Wednesday's show so uh he's starting to come around here a little bit so we're going to bring you uh this nine game slate uh here tonight uh, I was talking to you before the show. You said you didn't get a chance to play much last night because you were pretty much loaded up uh, with as much NyQuil as you could stomach. Um, I didn't do so well last night. Last night was one of those nights where a lot of cash game lineups and those types of builds got there because, you know, full stacks just didn't really do anything. You know, Max Pacioretty got a couple goals. Um, Alex Ovechkin got a couple goals, but their line mates really didn't go off along with them. So, uh, if you had broken stacks, if you had cash game lineups, those were the kinds of lineups that did well last night. Um, not a whole lot really to speak of last night. Like, I think the only thing to talk about last night uh, is about how many of those games find themselves on today's slate. <laughs> yeah, uh, four of them. And it's, they all suck. And now they're on a back-to-back. So, like, goalies are going to be different. Um, so, hopefully, I mean, there's five new games so there's gonna be a nice mix i i kind of like this slate probably because it's the first one i actually think without hurting in a few days but like i i kind of like this so that hopefully we get you some good low on spots and you guys can win some money yeah i think there are going to be some nice low on spots we'll get to that uh in a little second uh before we go any further uh if we could uh get you guys out there to uh like and subscribe uh on the channel it really helps us grow this channel helps us get to the top of the algorithm all that stuff uh, really helps us uh, keep these shows coming to you on a daily basis. Um, like I said, we do have nine games, so we probably shouldn't waste a ton of time getting to them. So let's get right to our first game. We have the Philadelphia Flyers with a two and a half implied goal total going into the in, going into New York to face the Islanders. The Islanders have a 3.0 implied goal total. Uh, it's been quite the week for the Flyers. Uh, they got absolutely blasted 9 nothing by the Rangers. 
uh, turned around the next game, uh, blew a three nothing lead, but still managed uh, to pull out a four, three win. We've seen guys come in and out of the lineup. Uh, we saw Travis Konechny uh, move alongside Claude Giroux and Jakub Voracek move alongside Kevin Hayes. So that's one expected line change here. Um, there may be some other changes to come um, at warmups. You know, like I said, with Philly, um, they've been scratching defensemen like Gossespierre uh, or Prosser or whomever. So uh, we'll see uh, what their lineups uh, look like or what their defensemen look like uh, at warmups. But we have a pretty good idea what the Fords are going to like here. So what do you like out of this game, Josh? To be honest, I don't like much in this game. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the first thing you notice is the Philly one price has come down a lot. They're in the 17,000s. They're up a few weeks ago, like 21-3, something like that. Um, but they're going to get the the Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey, Anthony Beauvillier line. And that line has been very good this season. Islanders are very good defensively. They don't take many penalties. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So... That being said, like, I understand if you want to get there in MME, they fully correlate on the second power play or 1B, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think, you know, they're going to be low owned. So I think you could take a couple snaps in MME, but one of the three lineups, I'm not interested. And then because uh, the Brock Nelson line is going to go into Couturier, that takes me out on the Nelson line. Now the, the Barzell Eberle Bellows line is going to get the Drew Konechny Lindbaum line. And I think that's an okay matchup. But Kiefer Bellows' price has come up from 2500 to 4200 which is a bit too expensive for my taste. So, yeah, if you if you want to use them since they're fully correlated power play one, I think you can. Um, but in a limited amount of lineups, they're not going to be a priority for me. But I think in MME, it does make sense to get a little bit. Uh, so, really, <clears throat> to me, on the flyer side, I'll probably have, you know, if I was MME, I'd probably have a little bit of – uh, one-off Jacob Voracek, he's 3,600 on the top power play. I think you could do that. Konechny, 4,100 is also cheap. You want to duo with Hayes, Voracek is fine, or Drew Konechny. But really, on this on this slate, I'm going to be underweight on the field on, on the whole game, and it's really an MME game for me. Yeah, I agree with you there. I don't think it's a very good matchup for Philly. Like, I get the low ownership angle, and I think you're right. In MME, you probably want some Philly one because they're going to be so low-owned here. Um, the thing with the Islanders second line, like, I agree with you. It's a bad matchup going into Travis Konechny, but they're playing a ton lately. Like that's kind of the one thing that's drawing my eye a little bit to the Islanders second line. Like, I, like I just, you mentioned it and I'll just mention it again. It's a bad matchup uh, going into Sean Couturier, but the line is 13,300 and Brock Nelson has played at least 19 minutes in four straight games. And I think, Josh Bailey's played at least 19 minutes in three straight games. Like since they've been started to use them as a shutdown line, um, they're getting a lot more ice time. So that's kind of like, that's kind of the one thing that's drawing me a little bit to the Islanders second line is like, you could probably get them for, you know, under 5% as a fully, not a fully core. Yeah. Fully correlated line. Um, and like they're going to play 19, 20 minutes. So like I don't have a problem playing that Islander second line, uh, you know, once or twice as a filler um, if you're playing a ton of lineups. But I'm with you uh, mostly being out on this game. I do have a little bit of interest um, in Giroux and Vorchek or Giroux and Vorchek, Giroux and Konechny, sorry, um, as a two man. And the reason for that is basically just Claude Giroux, I still think is a pretty good playmaker. Like he's definitely not the player that he was three or four years ago, but I still think he's a good enough playmaker to make someone like Travis Konechny good. Uh, and Konechny is just a really good goal scorer, like on his own, like he, you know, 24 goals a year, like clockwork. Um, and they both play the same power play unit together with Ivan Provorov. So you can throw the three of them in together. Um, I don't think it's really necessary because the Islanders don't take a lot of penalties, but uh, that's kind of where I'm at uh, on this one. Uh, maybe a little Islanders too uh, in MME. Uh, Giroux connect me to man. I don't mind that either, but that's probably about it from the forwards, uh, from the defensemen. Like I'd probably just correlate wherever I had Islanders and flies. Like Provorov is probably the one guy that's really catching my eye here. Cause he's back, uh, on the, on the power play. Um, he's back playing heavy minutes and he's 4,300. Any other defensemen for you? I mean, Sebastian Ajo, 2,800 top power play, but I don't know. It kind of feels like chasing like with Noah Hannafin the other night. Uh, but if you're playing Isles one, I think 
Aho makes sense. And you look at Pulak's ownership in our first ownership run, he's like 17%, which is really high for Pulak. So I'd probably be off him for an ownership play. But if you are playing Isles 1, Pulak makes sense. Yeah, and I I don't want to badmouth Pulak because I feel like Jake is definitely watching this show and he's going to feel, he's going to like just sense when I'm badmouthing Pulak. I just want to mention, it was pointed out in chat that, yeah, Islanders 2 aren't fully correlated. Beauvillier is on the top power play unit. So uh, it does take, take away some of that correlation. Thanks for pointing uh, that out. Um, goalies heart down at 7,200. Um, I guess it's fine if you want super cheap, but I, I like, I don't even really want to play Carter Hart at that price. No. And shot volume in this game is concerned. So I think like, I get it. Cause we always talk about cheap goalies on the road. You're going to see volume, but I just don't know if the big volume is going to be there. So I'm kind of off the goalies in this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, let's move along. We'll get to our next game then. We have the Columbus Blue Jackets with a 2.3 implied goal total going into Carolina. Uh, Carolina has a 3.3 implied goal total. As you can probably imagine, Columbus's uh, <laughs> Columbus's lines are a little bit of a mess. The only duos I'm really counting on for Columbus here are Stenland and Jenner, Rozovic and Atkinson, and Felino in line eight. Those are basically the duos that I'm 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 putting in my lineups uh, or putting in at least in my projections uh, as far as what the full line combinations are going to be like, this is John Tortorella. You can't rely on a three man combination to stay together for 20 minutes. That's just kind of the way it is. Um, so those are the pairings that I, lo- I see on Columbus on the Carolina side. Uh, looks like uh, Tara Vinen uh, is still going to be out. looks like Trocek is still going to be out. Um, Trocek's probably going to be out for a little while. So I don't think we have to worry about him for a while. Um I think there should be some interest, at least on one of the sides here. Uh, what do you have interest in here, Josh? Yeah, this game's kind of tough because you don't really know the line matching. You don't know what Torts is really going to do with his lines. Um, so you kind of have to just go with lines here. I mean, there's not really a, a line on the Columbus Blue Jackets where you go, wow, I don't want to go into them. So I think, you know, either the top two lines are fine. I think um, – <clears throat> I think if you want to do something like a, a stalls fetch, Dougie, I think that's okay. Or um, an Ajo Neches, Dougie, or you just want to full stack the top line. I think that's fine. Like the, the Columbus doesn't take many penalties. So power play stacking maybe isn't like a great thing to do. One of the three lineups. And since Wenske has been back, they've been much better defensively. So I think this is just a spot where you can go full lines here and um either the top line or the second line is fine for me on Carolina. They have a nice total. Their ownership isn't very high. I think you can go there on the Columbus side. It's, it's really tough. Um, with torts, like the last game, he said, Kevin Stenland's going to be out. And then he ended up being in, he scored a goal. So you really have to be around for, for warmups and hope the beats uh, send out the lines. So I'm kind of off on them. If you want to get in, like, like a Toronto power play or an Edmonton power play. I think there is some, this third line is cheap. And I think you can use them. And the one thing we know about Tortorella is he's going to play Boone Jenner. He loves Boone Jenner. He's not going to get, you know, 12, 13 minutes. He's going to get his 17, 18 minutes. So uh, Jenner and Stenlin correlate on the second power play. Not that that matters much. They're super cheap. You can get in whoever you want with them. And I think it's a decent matchup going into Carolina three. Yeah, I agree with you. I have a little bit of one-off Stenland here uh, in my lineups. One of those $2,500 guys um, that you can just stuff in uh, for cheap because like Carolina with their injuries, Carolina is a deep team, which is why with their injuries, they can still run a pretty good top six. But, you know, with their injuries, they just don't have a good third line anymore. Um, so I'm with you, Jenner and Stenland, uh, maybe a one-off or something like that. The thing about Columbus is like they have been better defensively, but like I have no problem attacking any line that has Patrick Lyonet on it. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about, he can be bad enough to sink uh, an entire line defensively. So um, I would have no problem targeting uh, Patrick Lyonet tonight. That would be Svechnikov and Stahl. So I'm, I'm definitely going to make sure I have at least some one-off Svechnikov um, here tonight. I think he makes sense as a one-off if you don't want to stack the full line, but if I was to stack a full line from Carolina here, it'd be probably the Carolina second line. I want to make sure um, I get as much of that line a matchup as possible. Um, it's just, I'm not super, I'm with you. I'm not super big on 
full stacking either of the, you know, any of the lines out of this game on the Columbus side is because they just don't stay together. And on the Carolina side, it's because uh, like Columbus just doesn't take a lot of penalties. And as you said, they have been getting better defensively. So with lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Maybe a little Carolina 2. Um, some you know something like one off Stenlin or Jenner or something like that. That's probably going to be it for me from the forwards, from the defensemen. Jacob Slavin played a ton of minutes last game, and I don't want to rely on you know a single game minute spike. You know he's up near twenty six minutes in an overtime overtime loss, but uh, he's one of those guys that you know we talk about in the mid range, like an Alec Martinez last night. Like if you don't want to go all the way up, you know from Martinez is up to Theodore down to Coughlin. Uh, today or Coughlin today uh, for um, Carolina it'd be going all the way up to somebody like Dougie Hamilton all the way sub- down to Jake Bean I think Jacob Slavin makes sense especially as a one-off here tonight yeah and if you're if you if you could fit in Dougie I do it but he's 7300 that's that's pretty price prohibitive unless you have like two mid-range lines that you really like and on, on the Columbus side I think you could play Wierenski or Jones at 4800 or dive down to David Savard at 3,100. Yeah, David Savard, he's been blocking shots like a madman. Somebody just pointed that out uh, in our chat. Um, You know, over his last little stretch of games, four blocks last game, three blocks a game before that, six blocks a game before that, two blocks a game before that. Uh, Nice little stretch of shot blocking for David Savard. Let's hope he can keep it up here tonight. Is it Mr. Lickens night? It's always Mr. Lickens night, and he's 6,700, so... Like if he was seventy seven hundred, I would have some pause. But at sixty seven hundred, I think I think well, I think he's a better goalie than Corpy Salo, first of all. Yeah. And my thing with Carolina has always been like their expected goals are super high, and sometimes they just don't score. But so the volume's going to be there at sixty seven hundred. So if he could sneak out a win, I I think that'd be great. Uh, he he actually might be popular tonight just because of his price and and how Columbus has gotten better defensively, and there's some injuries on Carolina, but 6,700, I think you definitely have to consider him. Yeah, uh, Mr. Lickens, Elvis Mr. Lickens, definitely one of my favorite goalies uh, here on the night. Um, All right, before we move along to the rest of our games, just want to talk a little bit about our brand-new sponsor here. Our sponsor of the show is Jock Market. Now, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. It allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold during the game based on your analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code Osmo 20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community. So make sure to take advantage of it today. That's uh, Osmo 20 at Jock Market. So get on Jock Market uh, and start winning some money over there. Um, all right, let's keep it, keep this rolling. We've got a bunch of games to get through. So let's get to the next one. Dallas with a 3.1 implied goal total going into Detroit. The Red Wings have a 2.3 implied goal total. Um, one of the notes is that uh, Bobby Ryan is expected to be back tonight for Detroit. Um, now they didn't have, I didn't see them with a morning skate today. I believe it was optional, but I suspect since they went 11, seven last game, they'll scratch somebody like Patrick Nemeth on the blue line uh, or whomever doesn't really matter. As long as it's not Hironic. Um they're going to scratch somebody on the blue line and Ryan's going to come in on the second line with the Mestikoff and Zadina. That's my prediction. Um Dallas has been using Miro Haskinen a lot. Um, I think he's one of my favorite defensemen on the entire slate, but let's stick to the forwards first. What do you like from the forwards out of this game? Because I think this seems like one of those games where I think it might get overlooked a little bit. And as I look through our ownership, like we don't have a lot uh, on Dallas. So uh, what do you like here uh, on either side? So 
Is Pavelski still stuck on this fourth line? Is that like a thing? Well, I mean, whether you want to believe that Pavelski's on the fourth line or not is up to you. Uh, he played 19 minutes last game. Yeah, so, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not going to play 11 minutes tonight. I guess what I meant, like, with his line mates and not up with Radulov and Ben. Um, so, Hintz is a game-time decision, as always. If he's in, I like this second line because they're going to get the Nemestikov-Zadina-Ryan matchup. And Nemestikov is not an NHL center. He's okay on the wing, I guess, but he's just bad defensively as a center. So the hints Gurianov robertson line is going to get that Nemestikov line. I think that that favors Dallas there. As long as Hintz is in, I'm interested in that second line. I think that top line's fine. They're going to get Glenn Denning, Ernie, and Helm, if that's the line. Um, I think that's fine as well. I know, you know, Jason Dickinson's not a popular name, but he's 3,300. So it's, it's not, it's not going to hamper you. Like you put him in, you save some salary. I think that's okay. And on, on the Detroit side. So I didn't see the line matching from last game, but generally what Blassel does is put Larkin out against the bottom six and, if he's going to go out against the Fasca line, that's not something I want to do. Um, did he do that or last? Or was it last night? Or uh, they put out the Adam Ernie line against Dallas one mostly, and then Larkin went out uh, a fair amount against the second line, and then some against the third line. So basically, just the middle six. Okay, so I mean that top line is kind of getting pricey. Sixty three hundred for Larkin, fifty three hundred for Mantha. 4,500 for Fabry and they don't correlate on the power play for whatever reason. I'm done trying to figure out what Blasel is doing. So I'm kind of underweight on the wings tonight. I know Whiskers is going to be relieved. Um, so for me, this is about uh, Dallas too. If Hintz is in, I still think if they do see some time against Larkin, that's still a decent matchup. I know the wings have been decent defensively, but I really want to see that time against the Nemestikov line. So I think I like some defensemen in this game, but really when it comes down to it, this is about Dallas two for me. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because Dallas two is one of my favorite fillers um, on the entire slate. Actually. Um, they're a little bit expensive for a filler, like Hintz Gurianov come in uh, averaging about 4,600 on DK 4,650. So it is, you know, it's not like a super cheap filler, but um, I do like that too, man. Uh, throw on Essa Lindell if you want Lindell. Um, Playing on that second second power play, Lindell is also a guy that can uh, put up blocks. He can put up shots. He's been regularly playing like 24 to 25 minutes uh, of late, um, even though it went down a little bit in his last game. So um, I do like Hinsgury and off Lindell here tonight. I'm not in so much on the Red Wings. Like you said, the prices really come up uh, on that top line. Uh, 16-1 going into Dallas. That's just not a good matchup for them, especially with the broken uh, power play correlation. Like if they were together on the power play, I think that's one argument you could make, but broken power play correlation against a pretty good uh, defensively Dallas team. So uh, I'm out, I'm out pretty much completely on Detroit. I don't think I have a single Detroit player uh, in my lineup tonight. I'm all over uh, the Dallas side, mostly Dallas two. Uh, But if you want to throw in some Dallas one, uh, I have no problem with that. I'm just basic like for defensemen. I'm basically just correlating like for my Dallas two, like Hinton, Hinton, Gurianoff, uh, or actually I wouldn't even worry about correlating that much because they basically just play three or four defensemen anyway. Yeah. I think Haskin in a 5,200 is maybe standalone the best one off defenseman tonight um, at his price, like points per dollar. I think he's one of the best plays. Uh, I, I prefer him over Klingberg if you have to use someone on the power play too. And then if you're using Dallas too and you want to correlate, Essel and Dell is fine. On the Detroit side, I don't have any any interest. Chronics uh, in no man's land price wise. Uh, I don't really want to. I don't want to spend forty five hundred dollars for a Detroit defenseman tonight. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, definitely don't want to do that. Uh, so in net, they said still no update on Jonathan Bernier. So it looks like he's going to be out with Thomas Grice starting. Um, I think Anton Hudobin's a little bit too expensive on the road. So I don't know if I'm going to have either, either goal here. Yeah. 8,500. You have to have a shutout and it's certainly possible he gets one, but 
I don't want to pay 8,500 to find out because if he gives up one goal, his value shot. And if you consider Merzlikens at 6,700, I guess you have to give some thought to Grice at 6,600. But if you're like jamming in expensive stuff, I would find the extra hundred for Merzlikens over the Grice fire. I think so too, especially where like there isn't really uh, a bunch of ownership to be worried about. Like we have Merzlikens at 7%. Even if he comes in at 10%, I'm not worried about a 10% goalie uh, on a nine game slate. All right. Uh, Let's move it along to one that's going to have probably some interest from both sides, given what we just saw recently. Calgary with a 2.7 implied goal total are going into Toronto. Uh, The Flames have a 3.4 implied goal total. Safe to say that anybody that uh, stacked out of this game last night may have been a bit disappointed because we had seven goals, but no real uh, huge fantasy performances. I mean, there may have been one or two. I think Rasmus Anderson had a couple assists, but uh, nothing really massive to speak of. Uh, but, you know, we have a six implied, or we have a six goal total here, 3.4 implied total uh, on the Toronto side. So I think there should be some interest probably on both sides here, especially where we're probably going to see both backup goalies. Uh, what do you have interest in, in this one, Josh? Yeah, so Campbell and, and big save Dave Riddick are probably going to be in that tonight. Um, this game definitely underwhelmed for considering how many goals there were um, last night. And then tonight, right, so you have to make a choice if you're having a limited amount of lineups. It's either going to be the Leafs or the Edmonton Oilers if you want to spend up. But <clears throat> I think I prefer the Leafs tonight. Um they're expensive. Joe Thornton brings the cost down a little bit. Um, I, I've been back and forth on Thornton all season. He's been a pain in my th- in my side since like 2003. But like, I, I think you got to play him tonight, right? You you put him in because I don't think Dave Riddick's very good. Calgary has been better defensively. We talked about it on Wednesday since uh, Sutter has taken over, but like. They got exposed after we talked about how Sutter uh, has improved them. They just got rolled. So, like, I think, you know, Matthews is getting healthier. Maybe he's still not 100%, but he's definitely better than he was uh, a few weeks ago. That The line with Thornton is just incredible. Defense, Like, they have great numbers with Thornton. So, like, it's hard for me to con- consistently bash him. He's been playing very well. Yeah, they're going to get the Lindholm-Kachuk matchup, but they also are going to see some time against Simonahan Gaudreau, which is just like Simpsons, Homer Simpson drool.gif. So, like, I, I think you put him in, fully Corey, power play one. And then I think people may go back to the second line because they're going to get, you know, the, the Gaudreau matchup. Tavares, Nylander, Galchenyuk, still 2,500. He looked like someone who didn't want to go back down to the minors. Uh, so at 2,500, I think you can still play him. And then on the Calgary side, I like this third line. Um, I know going into Kerfoot and Soup and Hyman, not the best matchup, but they're cheap. They're filler line. They've had great numbers this season. Um, I don't mind them as a filler line. And then Calgary too, Monaghan Gaudreau, I think, going into Varus Nylander and Galchenyuk is better than Lindholm Kachuk going into Matthews. So for me, Calgary two and three. And then I really like uh, Toronto one, Toronto power play and Toronto two. Yeah, I'm glad you said Toronto one because I am in a lot on Toronto one here tonight. I don't expect a whole lot of ownership on the full line. Um, last night on a five game slate, this Mitch Marner was 16%. So on a nine game slate, he's probably going to be roughly half that. You know what I mean? Like I, I can see Mitch Marner coming in in the single digits here tonight. Uh, and you're right about the line matching. Uh, they didn't really like hard match the lines, which is actually pretty nice to see. Cause like you said, it's going to get Matthews out uh, against that Gojo line. Uh, and Joe Thornton only played a handful of minutes um, out against that Gojo line. And the Gojo line uh, didn't have a single shot attempt on net. <laughs> so um, I think it's a really bad matchup for Calgary. Like, uh, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to begrudge anybody for going on the flames. Um, They're probably going to come in at low ownership. They're in the Dallas spot, just in a worse spot uh, where they're going to come in at, at, or they're probably, they're basically in that Philly spot where they're going to come in at low ownership in a bad matchup. And that's the reason for playing them is that they're low ownership and against a backup goalie, at least in this game. Um, But like, that's not really, 
like low ownership on a nine game slate really doesn't do it for me because I can find low ownership in better spots elsewhere. So that's like, that's kind of what's just keeping me off from Calgary. I, I don't think I have a single flame stack in my lineup here tonight. I am in heavy on the Toronto top line. Um, I am lucky land casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky, lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha. In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm doing some stuff. Like, I'm not necessarily... Like, I do have Thornton in some lineups. Um, I do have... Uh, Zach Hyman and some because like as Jake mentioned Zach Hyman has been playing he plays some even strength shifts uh, on the top line especially uh, late in games so um, he's not going to play there maybe much in the first or second period but probably a fair bit in the third the one thing that's really worrying me here is Toronto changed up their power play last night right they went to a heavily stacked top power play unit and you know that's probably better for the team and it's probably better for the players we use like Matthews and Marner and all that but it takes away value from those ancillary players like Wayne Simmons and Jason Spezza and those guys those guys that we'd slide into the lineups uh to bring down the average cost per player we just can't use those players um or we we can't use them with the same confidence that we had before not that you'd ever play Wayne Simmons and Jason Spezza with a ton of confidence but um you don't even know if they're getting power play minutes uh or at least on the top PP unit. So um, just something to be wary of there. Noah Hannafin still power play one. Um, is he going to find his way into your stacks? What do you like for defensemen? It's up to 3,600. It's still reasonable for power play one. It's just not a great spot. I mean, if, it kind of feels JC again, but if you're down to like 3,700 or around that for your final piece, I don't mind it. Um, on the, I, I think, I like Mike or Mark Giordano too. Like 5,400 is a bit pricey for the matchup back to back. He got there last night too. So um, I think if, if you're around there, I, I think I'd rather play like a Wierenski or Jones in that price range or Haskin in for $200 less. But if you're on the flames, I think, you know, Giordano makes sense on the leaf side. If I'm going power play one or Leafs one, I'll try to get in Riley. I don't really like him as a one-off. And then Jake Muzzin's kind of in no man's land again, 4,500 mid-price defenseman range. But if you are in that price, if you're shopping in that area for a defenseman, I like Muzzin. Yeah, don't mind Muzzin either. Uh, both goalies, backup goalies don't, don't really have. And But the thing is, like I say backup goalie, um, it's not like David Riddick is definitely the backup uh, in Calgary. Don't get me wrong. Uh, on that part but in Toronto I think there's an argument to make that Jack Campbell might be the better goalie now yeah uh Freddie looks lost positionally maybe it's just a mechanics thing who knows but I like Campbell I don't know if I want to pay 8200 for him though yeah I think it'd be a case like if I had the money in a Toronto stack I'd say yeah go ahead but I wouldn't go out of my way to play Jack Campbell all right let's move it along to the next game one another one that probably disappointed some people last night, Vancouver Canucks with a 2.6 implied goal total are going into Montreal. The Habs have a 3.4 implied goal total. Brayden Holpe already confirmed uh, for Vancouver. Thankfully, we don't have to go up against Thatcher Demko again. I'm getting so sick of that guy. Like, good, great. He's playing well. Kudos to him, <laughs> you know, to the Canucks fans. I just hate it. So <laughs> glad to see Brayden Holpe back in the lineup. Uh Assuming we're going to get carry Price seeing as Jake Allen played last night, so it's probably going to be Holpe um, up against Price. Uh, they did uh, Montreal did move around their lineup a little bit last night. Corey Perry got moved up to the third line. Uh, Joel Armia got moved down to the fourth. Nothing significant, but the one thing that does do, like 
that's only assuming they keep those lines together uh, for the start of this game. We don't know exactly uh, if they're going to do that. Uh, but the one thing it does is like, it just brings Corey Perry a little bit more minutes, right? Like he, he's a guy you would never play before because he's playing so few minutes, second, secondary power play. But now if he's actually going to be up to 13 or 14 minutes, like, I guess we actually do have to talk about him. Um, Montreal is probably going to garner some ownership. We have the top line as one of the highest owned lines on the slate, at least so far in our first run. Uh, what do you like here, Josh? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing is I used some Canadians last night, actually. <clears throat> and I got burned because Demko has been playing out of his mind. So I think I'm going back to the Canadians tonight just because Holtby is whatever he is at this point. The thing that does concern me is the ownership on this top line. They're super cheap. Uh, they are going to get the Horvat matchup, which is, I guess, the best defensive line on the Canucks. But, like, I don't know what that's really saying. So, without Demko there, I think, you know, the Canadians are in a very good spot. 17% Gallagher in our first run. That does concern me a little bit. If I do see them go down a little bit, I'll have uh, more confidence putting them in. Um, I think for me, I like the Suzuki to Foley Corey Perry line. They're going to get depth of uh, Canucks here. I don't mind Corey Perry, 2,500. Um, as long as he doesn't like cross check someone in, right in front of the referee, he should get his minutes. He's actually been playing hockey recently, which is the biggest concern. So Suzuki to Foley, 12,000. Corey Perry makes that line 14,5. I think that's a nice pivot off the Duno line, who's going to see Horvath. Suzuki line is going to see whatever line. Like, JT, like, people love playing these these Canucks lines, but as long as JT Miller is the center, I'm going to attack that line. Uh, now, I, I think that JT Miller, Jimmy VC Vertanen line is going to get ownership just because VC's power play won 2,500. Miller's 6,800. Vertanen's 2,900. But, like, until Elias Patterson comes back and these lines can get people where they're supposed to be, I'm going to be off. I'm off the Canucks. So for me, I like all three lines for Montreal. I'm off on the Canucks. Uh, If the ownership comes down to Montreal one, I'm in on them. I like the Suzuki to Foley line better after that. And then the Kakiyami Anderson drew in after that. But I think all three are in play. Yeah. um, I'll just say flat out. I had, I, I did all my crunches in my lineups before I looked at ownership, which was probably a mistake. Because uh, I have a fair yeah. amount of Montreal one, and we had, like I said, we have Montreal one uh, as one of the highest owned lines on the slate. Uh, we have Brendan Gallagher right now at seventeen percent. Uh, we have Phil Deneau at twelve percent. We have uh, the entire, uh, you know, the entire lineup is looks like it's going to be fairly highly owned tonight. Um, there's a reason for that. It's a re- it's a very good line. Um, they're at home with a high total, and they can fit in uh, with other stuff like. Edmonton and Washington and all that. So there is a good reason for that. I'm still going to go uh, to Montreal one. Like I think on a, on a nine game slate, even if they come, even if that, that full line comes in at like 12 or 13%, you should be able to get different enough elsewhere in your lineup to not get duplicated uh, on a nine game slate. So I'm still in on Montreal one. Uh, I'm not in on Vancouver a whole lot. I do like that Tyler Mott's price has come down quite a bit, but like, I don't know how much Tyler Mott we can actually play. Right. Um, he played 15 and a half minutes last game. Uh, if he's not going to get PP one, I'm probably not in on Tyler Mott. So I'm not in a whole lot on Vancouver. Um, on the further defenseman, Shea Weber, like Shea Weber at 4,900 feels like an auto lock. But he's not really shooting a ton. His, his shot rate has come up as the year's gone on. It's, he's been up to about two and a half over the last few weeks, I believe. Uh, but that pairing with Joel Edmondson looks like kind of a mess. Like, they have a tough time moving the puck when they're on the ice. So, like, Weber's pretty much just a shot bot on the power play now. Like, if he can let loose his one-timer, great. If he can't, he's pretty much useless. Yeah. For fantasy, anyway. I have Yeah, I have a tough time putting in these expensive Montreal Canadiens. I like Kulak at 2,500. So unless you're correlating power play, I think Weber's fine. Or you want a one-off Petrie or put him in on the set, use him with Montreal one, that's fine. But I think I'm going to go all the way down to Kulak if I'm using a uh, Canadian defenseman. 
Yeah, I, I I like that the prices have come down, but I think that might actually drive some ownership there too. So I think that's kind of the concern. Um, I am I'm probably just going to end up using Weber like a fish. I I probably shouldn't, but I'm probably going to end up doing that. Uh, all right, before uh, we get along to our next games, just want to just want to give a shout out um, to our free content here today. Our free content uh, we have NHL player projections up on the site today. Uh, we have our MMA top fighters tool up on the site today. Uh, we have NBA ownership projections uh, up on the site today. So as always, uh, we have some free stuff uh, to give uh, that's available on the site. So anybody that's watching us right now, if it's your first time watching, you want to check out uh, what we have to offer over at Osmo.com, just head on over there. We have free NBA ownership projections, NHL player projections, and the MMA top fighters tool. Okay. Uh, hopping over to our next game. Uh, another redux from last night. We have the New York Rangers with a 2.7 implied gold total going into Washington. Washington with a 3.3 implied gold total. Washington looks like they're getting Tom Wilson back. He just finished his seven-game suspension. Uh, I assume he's going to come in on the second line and push Daniel Sprong down, um, but that's yet to be confirmed that I've seen. Uh, they switched around Evgeny Kuznetsov and Alex Backstrom a little bit last game. Now we're expecting them to... Um, we're expecting, like, I expect these these lines to kind of get messed up, like, through the game. Right now, we have Kuznetsov with Ovechkin uh, and Oshie. Um, I, I just expect the centers just to, to kind of get messed up all game. So, what do you like out of this game, Josh? So, the Rangers have gotten healthy. They've gotten Truba back. Fox missed the game in the COVID protocols. Panarin's back. They've been playing better defensively. Um and they, they, they played well last night uh, defensively against the Caps. The problem is tonight, Keith Kincaid's probably going to be in that, which is a problem. Yorgiev is good. He tends to overcommit on some stuff, which is a problem. But they shut down Ovechkin until like the last couple of minutes where he scored twice. I have a tough time trying to figure out what I want to do here because Ovechkin is really expensive. And I think I'd rather play Matthews and McDavid over him. Obviously, if you want to jam them in you can but i really need to see lines here but i'd be off this game if it wasn't for kincaid right so i I think i'm I'm in a fade and pray scenario and hope kincaid like doesn't kill me and he keeps this game remotely close so like i'm kind of off the caps here i don't mind like if you want to go to the caps it's certainly fine i kind of want to see what happens with the lines but if it is Ovechkin, Backstrom, and Oshie still, I think you can use them. I just think the Rangers are playing better, and it's a back-to-back. The one thing that gives me pause is just Kincaid, and I'm kind of on the, the team that goalie skill doesn't matter, but, like, Kincaid's just so bad that, like, I think in MME, I definitely have some caps here. Um, on the Rangers' side, if Lars Eller is still out, I think you can – MME that second line the price is coming up pretty good so I'm kind of off the top line I like I like Panera and Strom combo it is pricey I think it's an MME type deal and if you need a cheap filler I think you know that third line they may get run over defensively but Lafreniere Heedle and Kako like at some point they're going to start playing better they're super cheap. They're a filler. They let you get in like the Toronto's or the Edmonton's. I think you can take a small stab on them in MME. Okay. So I want to talk about the Rangers because I'm not a big believer in these caps lines. Uh, going back to last year, these lines as constructed, uh, the caps top line 41.7 expected goal share, 2.8 expected goals against per 60 minutes. The only reason they haven't gotten blown out of the water is because they've gotten 960 goaltending. Uh, if you look at the second line, the second line's actually been a lot better. So Backstrom, Vrana, and Wilson, um, 53% expected goal share. So they've actually been good. But that top line, you know, we've talked about Kuznetsov being better this year. So maybe that top line does come along a, a little bit with Kuznetsov playing better this year. But Alex Ovechkin, for as great as he is offensively, he's not good defensively. So and Kuznetsov, he's been good play driving offensively, but he hasn't been great defensively this year. So that that top line wouldn't be great defensively um, th- th- doesn't really surprise me. And the thing that Washington has been doing lately is sending out the Garnett Hathaway 
Carl Hagelin duo as a shutdown line. And that's been pushing, you know, stuff like Ovechkin uh, down to the second and third lines. Now that's good for Ovechkin in a sense. Um, but I think that's actually also better for the Rangers second line for Strom, uh, Blackwell and Panarin, because now they're going to get those, that soft Ovechkin or soft Kuznetsov matchup or whatever. And that second line for the Rangers has been really good this year. 68 and a half percent expected goal share. They've been dominating. So like, I really like that Rangers second line here today. And I can't believe I'm saying I like the Rangers second line on the road, but I do. So I'm going to focus mostly on, mostly on Strom uh, and Panarin because they get uh, the power play correlation, but I don't mind throwing Colin Blackwell in there uh, for uh, to drop the average cost a little bit. I'm with you on the caps. Anything I do from Washington, it'd be a power play stack. Um, but I really don't have a lot of caps here tonight. Uh, on the blue line, I think with Washington, it's pretty much same old, same old. Put in Carlson with your cap stacks. Don't put him in with. I actually, you know, I could. You might be able to get a, get away with it, but I'd probably just pay up for a different defenseman elsewhere on the Rangers side. Uh, Keandre Miller's still relatively cheap. Yeah, Keandre Miller power play two thirty three hundred. I think Truba forty four hundred is in play. Um, if you're using Stroman. Uh, Panarin, obviously, Fox at 5,300. I, I like these Rangers defensemen better than I do the cap side, which is maybe me being a homer but because I watch them all the time. But Conjure Miller is underpriced still for what he does, and so is Truba, really. Truba's a better fantasy player than he is an actual hockey player, but 4,400 is too cheap. Yeah, 4,400, I agree, uh, is too cheap. Um, I assume you're not playing Keith Kincaid, so Ilya Samsonov? I I'm big. I mean, I like Samsonov. I don't know if this is the spot. 7,800 is okay at home. Rangers on a back-to-back. They put up 34 shots, I think, last game or last night. I mean, if you're using caps, I think you can correlate with Samsonov. I don't know if I consider him in a, in a one-off role. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. All right. Uh, next game, moving along to Arizona with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Anaheim. Anaheim has a two and a half implied goal total. Uh, we're expecting both Jamie Drysdale coming off his uh, impressive debut and Trevor Zegers to both be in the Anaheim lineup. Uh, Arizona works. I, I suspect that Garland, Schmaltz and Keller are going to stay together and be a line uh, in this game. So that's a line I have a lot of interest in. Do you have interest in them, Josh? Yeah. I think that's the only piece from this game, really, unless you, you want to go back to the Ducks. But like we've talked about before, ice time's a problem. Uh, and also, like, I think from the Ducks, like, Jamie Drysdale still min-price if you want to put him in your lineup. after He played 18 minutes in his NHL debut, had a multi-point game. I think he's okay. But Ducks as a whole, really, ice time's an issue. Um, they kind of play all four lines like they're all third lines is the way I guess I would put it. So maybe the gets left for Caroline gets more minutes than everyone else. But like Troy Terry's been playing better with Zegers, but like their ice time is bad. So really the only thing I really like from this game is Keller Schmaltz Garland. Their ownership is in check. They're not super expensive. Uh, They fully correlate on the power play. So that's really where I'm at in this game. Anything else really is just like one off here and there but this game is rough <laughs> yeah it is a rough game especially where um like anaheim constantly changes up their lines they even changed them up uh the last game they moved uh max jones off the top line if i'm not mistaken so like what the airs you know or sorry what the anaheim lines are going to look like exactly uh, we don't really know but we can bet you know Getzlaff and raquel are probably going to be together uh silverberg and henrique and Zegers, or no, on Silverberg, Henrik and Zegers. Henrik, Zegers, and Terry are probably going to be together. Uh, but they didn't play a lot last game. They only played about 12 minutes. So, like you said, that's the problem with the Anaheim. They're not really giving uh, their top players a ton of ice time. And the other thing with the Anaheim is they're still using the fourth line as a pseudo shutdown line. Uh, and Derek Grant and Nick Delory this year have a 20, <laughs> 27.9% expected goal share in their minutes together. If they go out, like Schmaltz, Garland, and Keller – have a 3.0 expected goals for for 60 minutes this year and four and a half actual goals for. They've been great as a top line 
That's why we're playing them here tonight. I'm with you. Arizona one is the only thing I have out of this game other than Chickren. I really do like Chickren here tonight. And I don't mind Goligoski either as a guy to punt down to. Yeah. Um, I agree on Goligoski. And then if you, <laughs> I've been playing Ben Hutton. I like Ben Hutton. Shoots the puck. It's 2,700. You're going to get him lower on than Jamie Drysdale, which isn't really saying much. I doubt Jamie Drysdale sees more than like 4%, but I don't know. Yeah. I keep, I keep wanting to play Ducks, but every time I talk about them, I just like get a headache. So yeah. I don't think I'm going to be out on the Ducks. They do seem like a team to just uh, maybe kind of one off somebody like Henrik or Raquel uh, or something like that. Um, just watch your goalies here. It looks like Antti Ranta may still be hurt. Um, maybe Aiden Hill tonight. Ryan Miller almost certainly going to go for Anaheim as well. I don't have interest in either of those. Do you? Yeah. I mean, if Aiden Hill was cheaper, I would, but 7,700 on the road. Yeah, it's the Ducks, but like shot volume is going to be an issue. So if he was like 6,900, 7,000, 7,100, I'd have, I've had interest, but 7,700, no thanks. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. Um, all right, before we move along, just if you want to get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools that we keep talking about here over and over, like ownership projections and top stacks and all that, uh, for nearly every DFS sport out there, you can do so with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our premium Slack channel, and our new March Madness package with the college DFS projections for every slate. If you're only looking to play NHL DFS, you can sign up for our NHL our Osmo Plus NHL weekly package for $11.95. You can stop guessing and start winning. Join Osmo Plus today. And when you join the Osmo Plus uh, website, you really join a community here. The tools and the projections are great, but you gain access to our premium Slack channel where you can talk strategy and a variety of other topics with your fellow DFS players. Uh, you can p- participate in office hours with our Osmo experts, and you can stay up to date on the latest projections from Alex Osmo Baker himself. It's a it's a very popular feature amongst a lot of our subscribers. Uh, we you know we're sitting there talking all day. We're talking hockey. We're talking uh, top shots. We're talking just about uh, every. We're talking stocks. We're talking uh, just about everything uh, that can come up in a normal conversation. So uh, if you want to join. Uh, if you want to join, head on over to awesome.com, sign up for our Platinum Plus Weekly Pass, and join our Slack chat. All right, we got a couple games uh, left to get to, so let's get to one of them right now. Uh, St. Louis Blues, 3.3 implied gold total going into San Jose. San Jose Sharks with a 2.7 implied gold total. Uh, just to set the stage a bit, little bit here, we have San Jose 1 on our current ownership run. Uh, as very heavily projected. In fact, we have them all over 23%, which is just absolutely wild. Um, Jaden Schwartz uh, played last night, played like 22 minutes last night, and he's still 2,500. So there's probably stuff on both sides here. Josh, what do you have? Yeah, so this ownership on the uh, Sharks top line is absolutely wild, but their price came down from, from yesterday. Uh, and they're going to get Billy Huso. And the Blues are still pretty bad because Pareko's out. So, I like the Sharks' top line. I do. Don't get me wrong. But, like, 24%, I don't know. I don't know if I want to eat, shark like, chalk Sharks. Like, Man, like I, would say, I would say if they're 20% on a nine-game slate, I would just full fade. Yeah, I agree. I And plus, like they kind of mixed their line matching a little bit. Like Couture saw some time against O'Reilly and Perron. And, but they also saw a little bit of time against Shen Tarasenko. So like if Hurdle Meyer is going to see this Shen Tarasenko Schwartz line, I kind of like Hurdle Meyer again. Uh, they're coming in less than half per own than the top line. Hurdle got moved to the top power play last game. Meyer's on the second power play unit. They're 9,000 for the duo. They have great numbers together. Uh, I think if you're going to go to the Sharks tonight, I think it's going to be Hurdle Meyer. And then on the blue side, like, yeah, I get the Schwartz, Shen, Tarasenko line. Like, that's perfectly fine. Their ownership is, is wild as well. Um, like, the sharks are bad. Like this game is not going to be one, one, like it was yesterday. Like these are two bad defensive teams. Like the blues with all these injuries, like, yeah, Bozak's back, but like Pareko's still out. So it's, it's just a mess, but it's a back to back. 
I get to play Jaden Schwartz, 2,500. But for me, like, I think I'm going to go – I was going to go to the Blues. I think I go to O'Reilly, Perron, Cairo. Just because they're more expensive, they're going to be way less owned. And they're going to get a bad Sharks defensive team. And Dubnik's in net, who's arguably worse than Martin Jones. So I think I'm – I'm going to fade the chalky spots and go to less chalky spots in both these games tonight. Yeah, I'm with you. I like the hurdle Meyer combination more. And while we were on the air, actually San Jose dropped their projected lines. Uh, it looks like John Leonard is going to join hurdle and Meyer. John Leonard was there earlier in the year. Love Leonard. Uh, yeah. And he's, he's a good, he's like, he's a, he's an actual prospect. He's a legitimate prospect. This isn't just some guy they're throwing on the third line. So I think if you're worried about ownership, even on the second line, just going full stack and adding John Leonard there is probably a good way to go about it because I don't imagine a lot of people are going to be rostering John Leonard uh, here tonight. So I'm with you on that. I'm also with you on the Ryan O'Reilly line uh, for St. Louis. I just want to get away from the ownership. That's basically uh, the only reason. Uh, looking at defensemen, I'm out on Brent Burns and Darley, and I'm just correlating uh, other than that. I have nothing else special. Yeah, I mean, Leonard sees power play time with uh, Meyer, too. So, like, that's a nice little addition there. Um, Burns at 6,000. It's like, he's just going to, he's just burning me, really, when you put him into the lineup. So, like, if you want to go with with Sharks second line, you want to put him Burns, that's fine, I guess. Like, I'd be more apt to play Carlson. Uh, I just don't really like the defenseman in this game. It's just rough. Maybe some Vinny Dunn. But he's up at 3,900, so I think I'm out on defenseman as a whole in this game. Yeah, I really don't like the D-men here either. Even Burns, like his his shot rates have just been coming down. All right, uh, we've got a few minutes left here to finish up. Before we get to our final game, just want to make sure everybody knows that if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, almost all of our Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. We've got a podcast for every sport. We're available on every major platform, so head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest. Just leave a five-star review on one of our podcasts for a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Good luck, everybody. Uh, And if you want to stay up to date on the NHL news, uh, we have our Osmo NHL Twitter handle. It's exactly that, Osmo NHL. So head on over uh, to Twitter and uh, follow Osmo NHL for all our articles, videos, and whatnot. All right, final game of the slate, a couple minutes left. Winnipeg with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Edmonton, 3.2 implied goal total. I'll tell you just right off the bat what I have out of this game, and it's very little Edmonton. I have uh, one or two power play stacks because Winnipeg's penalty kill is pretty bad, but I'm mostly in on Winnipeg too. Dubois and Ehlers and Kyle Connor here. I think it's a great matchup going into Edmonton too. I am fully on board with that. They're going to get either the dry side of line or the Zach Cassian line, both of which are rough. Um, the power play correlation, um, isn't, I mean, Dubois and Ehlers are on power play two, Connor's on power play one. Connor has been great. That line has been good. The dry side of line is bad defensively, especially it's even worse without Yamamoto. The third line is just brutal. Uh, that top line going into McDavid, it kind of cancels both of them out for me. Obviously if McDavid's kind of a matchup proof player, obviously. So if you want to play Edmonton one would never talk you out of it but for me this game is about Winnipeg too and I will say like people don't prioritize these Edmonton defensemen Nurse or Barry so like I know they're expensive but their ownership is really low so I really like Nurse tonight at 5900 yeah I do too I agree with you there and Winnipeg I really don't have much for their defensemen either uh, just don't like the D-men uh, on their side they really just don't do a whole lot Neil Pionk would probably be the guy I would go to uh, he's had a good season, still plays uh, a ton of minutes. If you like, if you're going power play, you can correlate with Morrissey, but I'm not going that direction tonight. So that's why I'm playing more Neil Pionk and I am definitely putting in some Connor Hellebuck. I'm going to give you a couple seconds to think about your hat trick pick. Um, I'm going to give my hat trick pick right now and I'm going to th- just put this out into the universe. Let's put out some good vibes. Breadman, Artemi Panarin, bring it home to us tonight. Artemi Panarin hat trick pick. What do you have for us, Josh? Clayton Keller. Clayton Keller, I love it. All right. Uh, for our super 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 producer, Chris, I'm eventually going to spit that out. Uh, for Captain America, Josh Harris himself, uh, this is Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, saying good luck tonight, everybody. Good luck.
Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.